Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Interest rates are at record lows, but inflation is ticking up. So what can savers do? How would a reduction in tax relief affect your retirement? We await the government's new pension policy. And where can you find an asset that has risen 18% this year? Try looking down on the farm. All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Alice Ross. Hello. Steve Lodge. Hello. Tanya Poli. Hello. And our special studio guest, Steve Latto, Head of Pensions at Alliance Trust. Hello. So let's start with the money news. This week's consumer price index figures showed that prices rose by 3.7% in the past year, up from the 3.4% recorded last month. And this is eroding the value of savings. Research by Money Supermarket shows that higher-rate taxpayers with £30,000 on deposit have effectively lost £206 since December due to higher prices. To counter the effects of inflation and tax, basic-rate taxpayers now need an account paying at least 4.6% to gain any benefit in real terms, and higher-rate taxpayers need to earn 6.17%. But with the Bank of England base rate about to break a modern-day record for stability, there's little chance of finding that kind of rate on the high street. Research by Candid Money shows that the majority of high street bank accounts pay less than 0.1%. Steve, um, to invert... Uh, a Tory Prime Minister's phrase from yesteryear, uh, we've never had it so bad, have we? Um, possibly, Matthew. I mean, it depends. I mean, it's, uh, you know, saving investments about choices, of course. So in some cases, some of the rates out there are quite good. You, on best account, the best accounts, you can get between 3 or 3% instant access, up to about 3% on ISAs, 3% fixed rate bonds for one year. If you're prepared to lock your money up for longer, five year, uh, 5%. Now, you're absolutely right. If you take those inflation figures and, and, and look at the real return, the rates look, uh, well, you aren't making a real return. But frankly, you never make a real return over the long term in cash. That's what all these investment experts love to tell us. So it is a question of choices. I mean, you could say that by comparison, for example, high yielding shares look more attractive than um, using cash. But in terms of what's been happening to rates, we know that the base rate has been absolutely flat as a pancake for, was it 15 months now? Uh, About to hit 16 months probably. Um, But we've seen savings rates come down, haven't we? Well, they have... Yes, drip down, really. Um, of course, there was a, something of a lag effect initially about a year ago when rates hit their low, this record low of 0.5%. And you've had sort of competitive uplift over 
some periods, say, for example, on instant access accounts and ISIS, particularly at the end of the tax years. But yes, generally, the trend has been down. So now, as we say, you're looking at you're struggling to get 3% on instant access. You're struggling to get a 3% on a one year bond, which, of course, begs the question why you'd bother to tie your money up at all. Um, and there may well be an argument for people who are looking for high rates and wanting to tie up their money, looking to those high rates to wait for possible inflation fears to get worse. And then lock into high rates. <laughs> the, the flip side of that, of course, is you could be locking into a time when rates are going to go up and instant taxes could be about to catch up. Uh, good points. Uh, now, being a slightly cynical soul, I wonder if some of these rate cuts we've seen recently are not to do with the fact that there's this new rule about having to notify all account holders about changes to rates. Is this a case of banks and building societies just trying to get their nasty little cuts in before they have to contact people? I'm sure there's an element out there. Clearly, they're not going to admit it. Um, some of those advanced notification rules, which will require you to be directly, personally notified before they make the cut to effectively give you advance notice to sort of find something better. Some of them came in last November. It does depend on the account, does depend on the institution. And to be fair, some institutions appear to be adopting that practice even in advance of them formally needing to. These rules are currently, it's, the, the final rules are currently with the FSA and you know we should hear something very soon on all institutions having to adopt it. But yes, I think, I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with being cynical in this world, Matthew. It normally means you're right. Uh, indeed. And, and just for those listeners who are looking for a, a, a reasonable uh, interest rate, good place for their money, any uh, one or two accounts you'd pick out? Well, um, there are some regular savers out there. Northern Rocks launched a 5% regular saver, which unusually has no penalties on withdrawal. It only lasts a year. It's the typical trick with regular savers. You can only put £250 in a month. There are also current accounts out there as well. I mean, again, small beer, but, you know, the Santander Group particularly is specialised in this, offering about 6% for the first year only on balances of about 2500 But I would mention one other thing, which I know we're going to come on to as well. I mean, many experts are saying, well, why not, if, if rates are so low and you should be topping up your pension, why not get that high rate relief um, and do something a la um, high-yielding shares through your pension. It's funny you should mention that because, uh, yes, we are coming right on to that. So uh, thanks for that, Steve. And uh, uh, for details of the best instant access accounts, fixed-rate bonds and cash ISAs, look out for Steve's article in FT Money with this weekend's FT. Still to come on the show, money doesn't grow on trees, but does it grow in fields? We do some digging. First, though, pensions. This week, the Conlib Coalition published a 30-page document called Our Programme for Government. And FT Money, we all turned straight to the section that was headed Pensions and Older People. Not because we're planning on retiring uh, just as yet, but because we're still waiting to find out if tax relief on pension contributions is to be limited to the basic rate, as the Lib Dems wanted, or kept at your highest rate of tax, as the Tories proposed. There was no detail in last week's seven-page document... But there was no more detail in this latest document this week. But advisers are worried. Blick Rothenberg warns that if higher rate relief is abolished, thousands of people may stop paying into their pension funds. And a survey by the FT magazine Pensions Management has found that removing the relief would cut demand for pensions by 20%. Alice, how serious an issue is pension tax relief, do you think? 
Well, firstly, there is the question of whether it will actually be restricted completely. I mean, uh, we've had high rate tax relief for some time. And uh, what was what's been announced in the past uh, year is that that is being restricted from April 2011 for anyone earning over £150,000. So they will be tapered down to 20% basic tax relief. Why should that concern me? A lot of people who aren't earning 150,000 might ask, you know, that's it arguably doesn't seem that unfair. But what people warn is that this could have a kind of a trickle down effect. So if you have companies where the, the senior employees aren't paying into pension funds, and then they don't really have an incentive to, to pay into a pension fund or an incentive to make the pension fund of their company good, that could have a trickle down effect on other employees. I mean, I'm here with um, Steve Latter at Alliance Trust Savings. Is this something that you're already seeing, these really high earners just being turned off pensions altogether? I think higher rate taxpayers are definitely worried about the changes and how that will affect them through time. I think some of the important things to remember are that this tax year, you know, these individuals can still contribute and can still get tax relief at the higher rate, you know, usually up to £20,000, perhaps more in some cases. So, you know, looking longer term, yes, it may be an issue. But we also need to bear in mind the other changes that the government's introducing. You know, we're talking about increasing capital gains tax rates to to perhaps 40% for non-business assets. Now, individuals with significant earnings may also be subject to capital gains tax in respect to their assets held outside a, a pension. But inside a pension, people need to remember that there's no capital gains tax to pay on any investment growth that takes place. So, mm. yes, there's a downside on the way in, but looking at it in the wider context with other tax changes that may be introduced, pensions are still definitely attractive for individuals. And this is actually something that's being suggested by advisors at the moment, isn't it, that you could uh, crystallise your capital gains uh, tax outside your pension and then effectively get your pension to buy the investment and then take the cash out of your pension. That's it. There's two ways of doing it. Firstly, you can sell the asset outside your pension and then buy it back in side your pension again. There is one other alternative that's available. You can actually sell an asset that you own in your own name into your pension fund directly. So in the case of unquoted shares, for example, or an asset that's difficult to sell that you want to keep, you know, one way is selling that asset to your pension. So you give the asset over to your pension fund and in return your pension fund gives you the market value of that asset. It's still a disposal for capital gains tax purposes, but you still have the asset. Right. So there are these options for investors still with pensions under what you're describing there is what people often call a bed and sip arrangement. Um, but on the on the more positive side, there is some good news that has actually been confirmed um, for pensions that actually came out in this policy document by the Conlib Coalition, which was that they have said they will scrap this rule that they currently have that when you hit age 75, you have to buy an annuity, which is another turn off for high earners because they may have built up a lot of money in their pensions and they don't really want to to buy an annuity and and you know potentially hand over all their money to a life insurance company and not be able to pass any of it down to dependents um is that do you think that this is good news therefore for these people that's something that we strongly welcome yes it is it is definitely good news we still don't have any details with regards to what exactly will be done or when it will be done there was just one sentence in the document you know so the bigger issue is actually what happens on death 
uh, and what the position there is. So, for example, today, if you're withdrawing an income from your pension and you're greater than age 75 on death, your pension fund must be used to provide an income for dependents. Or, if you don't have any dependents, the only tax-efficient option is for your pension fund to be paid to a charity. Mm. Now, what we would like to see at Alliance Trust Savings is the ability for that pension fund to be passed down generations, not necessarily outside pension funds, but allowing individuals to perhaps pass that fund down to the pension fund of their children or even grandchildren in some cases. So it's staying inside a pension wrapper. There's no tax consequences for the government and it helps to solve the future problems potentially down the line with regards to people not saving enough in pension funds. Mm, I mean, that could be another way where maybe not being so harsh on the high earners is actually going to benefit you know, other, other members of society that aren't high earners. And again, you know, it's, it's about making pensions attractive. You know, the important thing for the government going forward is to try and encourage people to save. We know there's going to be a crisis down the line if people aren't saving enough. So they need to make pensions simple, understandable and attractive. Now, they can do that without necessarily causing um, a huge cost to the government at the moment by just, you know, doing the types of things that they're talking about. Well, if they can make things simple and understandable, uh, I think everyone will be pleased and slightly amazed. Um, thanks very much for that, uh, Steve and Alice. And uh, if you'd like to know what uh, you can do with your pension or what you should be doing uh, with your pension uh, before these new government rules uh, come in, have a look for Alice's article in the money section of this weekend's FT and also on the website at ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, farmland. In the year to date, the price of farmland has risen from an average of around £5,000 an acre to more than £6,000 an acre as the supply of land has been constrained and demand for tangible assets has risen. Farmland also comes with an attractive inheritance tax break, which perhaps looks even more attractive now that the Tories' £1 million exemption has been shelved. But if you're not exactly a hands-on investor and certainly don't fancy getting your hands dirty, how can you harvest any of these potential gains? Now, Tanya, you've uh, well not exactly been down on the farm, but you've been certainly looking into this. Um, what's the best way to invest? It really depends how much sort of active kind of involvement you want to have um, with the farmland, really. If you are quite keen, maybe if you're a wealthy investor, you're quite keen to actually have a kind of country joint where you can actually go actively work the land. That's one way of doing it. You have to actually own the land uh, for two years to be able to take advantage of these um, IHT benefits. But if you don't actually want to get your hands dirty, you can set up a contract in place of another farmer. But it has to be based on a kind of shared profit arrangement. So you actually have to be shown that you are having this kind of semi-active um, involvement with the land. Um, for those that probably want to have a bit more of indirect involvement, there are a number of funds that are available in the UK um, to invest in. Um, one of those funds is called the Farm Fund, which is by, managed by this um, manager called the Manor House Farms. It's basically structured as a limited liability partnership, which means that um, the structure actually lets the person, the investor, have kind of joint ownership of the land, which then is meant to actually enable them to take control of these IHT benefits. The minimum investment for the farm fund is actually £25,000, so it's another way of getting kind of a cheaper um, access or exposure to farmland. Another fund that investors can um, access is the Braemar UK Agricultural Land Fund. That's actually an open-ended fund, so it differs from the far fund, which is closed-ended. 
I guess it's it's actually based on the Channel Island Stock Exchange, so there is that kind of worry there that it's not actually going to be regulated by the FSA. Um, but it's got a smaller minimum investment at ten thousand pounds. But actually, that fund because it's a like um, it won't give you that access to the IHT benefits. Um, the fund manager actually said to me that he still thinks that it's a good place to invest because he reckons farmland doesn't have this correlation to commercial property or equities. So it's um, important area. Yeah, to maybe having your portfolio. Well, that, that's the one thing that I wonder about because um, there is the old phrase, you know, invest in land, they're not making it anymore. Um, but 18% is, you know, it's quite a big rise for, you know, just five months of the of the year. Can these, these drivers constrain supply and everyone wanting something that's, you know, tangible and muddy as, a, as an asset. Uh, can they drive it higher or not? I think it can because ultimately um, a lot of people are saying we're facing a kind of food shortage um, problem across the world. So in the years, in the next sort of 10 to 50 years, I think the situation is just going to get worse, which is actually going to push prices up even further. Um, you also have um, the fact that there's actually very limited supply on the market. Um, so again, that's another way of kind of pushing prices up up more i think i think they're seeing that a lot of private investors are actually very interested in i mean mark faber even earlier this year he was talking about two places to invest um um would be gold and farmland um because obviously sort of tangible assets that you know are always going to be there Yes, well, and, and and both have uh, have done extremely well so far this year. So I suppose it's important then, uh, just finally, for investors to to decide on the best way to get exposure for them. You, you mentioned that there are ways to go in, um, get inheritance tax, uh, IHT relief, and not get your hands dirty. But if you go into a general agriculture fund if it says agriculture it may not be investing in farmland no that's right i mean there's uh, commodities um all these different areas where actually some of these other agricultural funds actually invest in so i think farmland seems to be one that's really doing particularly well um not so sure about sort of the kind of wheat prices and all this kind of thing at the moment so yes make sure you you know what you're getting into thanks very much for that uh, uh, tanya and for more on investing in farmland and those funds that qualify for tax exemptions look out for tanya's article in ft money with this weekend's ft but that's all for this week's ft money show remember you can find weekday news updates and all of these stories on our website ft.com forward slash money and you can read and comment on our latest blog posts at ft.com forward slash money matters we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in download form but until then it's goodbye from me steve tanya alice and our special guest steve latto from alliance trust goodbye did you know the capital ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by capital group ceo mike gitlin through the words and experiences of investment professionals you'll discover who was their best mentor What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.